Is Give me an example of a disappointment that you dealt with. One of my biggest disappointments, it first started when my uncle died. My uncle suddenly passed away, suddenly passed away. Six months later, my grandfather died. And um, I, I didn't handle those situations well, but when my pastor died, that, that, that one took me over. <laughs> we gotta know, like, how did you get through it? Like, share with us some things that you did to get through it. First of all, it, it prayer. <laughs> prayer is a real thing and is very, very much needed. And it took a lot of praying. Um, in this particular instance, I needed to be isolated so that I could hear from God. What's good, Elevation Nation? We welcome you to the Elevate It podcast where we interview creatives who are going after their it, their inner tugging, their passion. Not only do we interview them, but we pull out real points. I mean, I'm talking about mic drop moments. Mic drop moments are those moments when you hear something, you receive something that is really touching your heart, your mind, and your life. And myself or our guests will be dropping some mic drop moments. And we want you to put the microphone emoji in the comment section, letting us know that you got something of value that you can take with you on your own personal journey. Notice that no matter who the guest is, that these principles are transferable and they're there for you to take with you as you process, as you operate, and you go toward your it, your inner tug because that's what it's about. Let's develop and do what we need to go ahead and do. And so while you're here in your comment section, we want you to go ahead and put what state you are watching or listening to us from. And if you are just listening on audio, then hop on over to the YouTube channel and participate in this conversation, all right? It's for you as well, all right? So with your listening pleasures, we are honored. I am excited. I am elated to have with you somebody that I am super pumped up and excited to have on the Elevate It podcast. He's a pastor, a producer, a creative, one of the dopest musicians I know, father, husband, and I'm honored to call him a friend. When I think of this person, so many things come to my heart and mind. But in this season, by me listening and watching his life, and a huge reason why I asked him to be on the area of this podcast is that this brother is determined. He is determined and does not play as it comes to the relationship and the honoring of what God is doing in his heart, his mind, and his life, and expressing it by any way, shape, mean, and necessary. We are honored to have with us none other than Mr. Ben B-Flat Bullock, brother. What's good? And welcome to the podcast. Yo, what's going down, man? <laughs> How you feeling, man? Man, I'm nervous now. If you would have said nothing about me, I would have been all right. <laughs> but now you didn't told him all this. I'm nervous now. I got to make sure I'd say something mic drop. Because I don't want anybody to watch the episode and be like, I didn't think there was any mic drop moments at all. Look, man, your life is a mic drop moment, man. So I promise that we're going to get that thing done. Like, you're, you're, you're dope. You're real. Oh, we're, look, we're honored. I appreciate you, man. Well, we're honored that you took the time. Look, we know we couldn't get you in the physical studio right now, but we are honored that you took the time out of your busy schedule just to be with us on this journey, man. No, thank you seriously, you know, for having me. I, everything that you guys do, you already know. Everything that y'all do is amazing. So to even, like, take place in something like this or be a part of something like this is seriously an honor. So I praise God. appreciate you for this, man. 
No, thank you, man. Appreciate it. And please tell shout out to Dania and the family. You know, we don't have her on here with you right now, but there will be another time. And so <laughs> yeah. we honor what you guys do and all of that, man. So look, let's get to it. We good with that? Yep. All right. Yep. But before we do, you know, what they can do they should like, subscribe and even comment and go ahead and share this episode. It's your first time watching this. We welcome you. But also we want you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button to the YouTube channel or whatever platform that you're listening and watching with. And make sure that if this blesses you, encourages you, helps you to operate in your it in a more excellent way, then share this with somebody as well. All right. All right. Let's get to it, bro. Hey. I need to know. What is your personal passion like what's your passion what makes mr b flat mr b flat <laughs> um i mean my my because I, 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 I could say i'd say for me my passion is the the art of life mm. the art of what was it the art of life art of life yeah so when i'm sorry a thumb came up and i was like wait a minute it just threw me off you good but um so give me so into that one more time i couldn't boil said, it down to give it uh, to me one more time you said the art what is your passion the art of life okay go ahead i'll say i'll say art in life i'll say it like that art in life so because i could break it down and say i could break it down and say you know yeah well my passion is music i mean but my passion isn't just music you know what i mean it isn't just drawing it isn't just you know building things and everything it's 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 what it, it's those um how's the best way to say this it, okay here's the easiest way to say it. here's the easiest way to say it, right the easiest way to say it is is looking at life in an art in a in an art form in an art way seeing um seeing life in an art way and how it is it's amazing to me and it just shows how god works perfect example mm -hmm. everything no matter what it is everything has pitch has musical pitch i know you've seen a couple of my I wish I, I don't have it here on me right now. Um, uh, but I know you've seen a couple of my videos where like I'll like be holding a drill bit or even when you turn on a vacuum, whoever's watching right now, go turn on a vacuum. And when you turn on the vacuum, watch, what's the first thing that it does? It does a chromatic pitch going all the way up. You see what I'm saying? Like uh -huh. there is, there is music in everything. There is art in everything you know what i'm saying when people paint or do whatever the case but that's why when we look outside we say oh this looks beautiful because this is god's canvas like there's art in everything and so i guess my passion is just seeing the art in life and that wow wow seeing the art in life mm -hmm. and even talking about the area of of pitch all right so seeing the art of life dealing with the area of of pitch all right because you even because i think about the musician side of you right pertaining to that and dealing with pitch and different things like that i, I think about the area of also harmony okay. and how things like work together yeah. right if we want to go biblical all things working together pertaining to that so i see the value of who you are and even how you operate i see the the area that even within pitch and tune and being on key to me that's like being in alignment right yeah. <laughs> so I, I need to know within that area of like you being aligned with your journey like um some people don't know you they have n no idea so share me with us a little bit about your own story right far as it related to your area of your passion and how things are aligned for you did you always say you're going to be a pastor did you always knew you were going to be a musician creative entrepreneur what i well, I didn't think that I'd ever be a creative or whatever cases. I didn't know what was going on in this future nowadays. 
where all this stuff is. But it's funny, when I was younger, I always thought that I would be a pastor. But it wasn't like I was, like, chasing it. But I, I remember being young, always envisioning myself, like, being an adult, like, pastor one day for some reason. I don't, I don't even know why. Maybe God gave mm. me something at an early age. But it was just something that I just always saw. But music has been, just art itself has been something that's very, um, it's been very influential in, in, in my life. Like, I started playing the piano when I was three. I'm wow. Four. Forgive me. Forgive me. I started playing when I was four. Um, I, you know, I began drawing. I used to do all this stuff. So I would get in trouble a lot. And the only things that would like keep me grounded was being in church, uh, playing the piano or drawing. You know what I'm saying? But I begin to see, I begin to become more confident in my abilities um, the more that I would grow in these different areas. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, this doesn't mean to say that, like, I feel like I'm the best. No, not at all. I have so much work to do and so much better to go. But I've become, and I've become confident in situations, not even just pertaining to music or, or church or anything like that. I've become confident in situations that I face and that I deal with um, because music, you know, has taught me, um, you know what I mean? I I can do this. I can figure if I could play rock minor off prelude and G minor, I think I can figure out what's going on right now in this situation at hand. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, all, all these different sort of things. So that's that's what I did. No, that's good. So I like the area of confidence that you're hitting, right? Because um a huge thing that I've been reflecting on this week, and I told you I want to talk about this a little bit, is um the area of disappointment, right? Mm. And um, I feel like um, even me personally, I came through a season of just dealing with disappointments, like, Lord, I thought it was going to be this or this was going to be this or whatever the case may be or this, whatever. But the area of disappointment, I found in my life that when I dealt with those disappointments, that it had me to deal with a lack of confidence at mm -hmm. some times. So you're talking about music helped me to be confident, this and this, whatever the case may be. Have you dealt with any disappointments? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, man, we can go down the list. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, there's. Give me an example of a disappointment that you dealt with. Well, I mean, I think I was actually going to ask, what are we pertaining to when we talk about disappointment? Am I disappointed in the loss of a family member? Am I disappointed in uh, a particular part where my journey in life has been? Am I disappointed yeah. in that area right there? Oh yeah. I mean, any, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's go with the area because we're talking about the inner tugging, the passion, the pursuit, like different things like that. Right. So mm -hmm. all of those areas, we can we can go with there. We can go into your pastoral journey. We can go through your musical journey. We can go through family journey like it's all of it. It's all transferable. Right. But something mm -hmm. that because the one thing I want everybody to see or feel as well, like you can see other podcasts, which they're all dope. I love them all. But some people are like, I'm already arrived. I've been there. That's great. That's powerful. And they don't share the journey while they're going through. So dealing with the area of disappointment like i'll share a little bit from my perspective before you jump in is like i had gone through like i'm real big advocate of mental health and well-being right so yes we pray yes we do that but i also have a therapist right not only do i have a therapist of coaching counseling but i also have had to deal with medication pertaining to anxiety depression and different things like that for me i i box god in sometimes like you need to heal me this way you need to do this. You need to do that. So for me, being a coach, I disqualified myself sometimes saying, oh, because 
I had to get medicine to go through this area or this, whatever. Like I coach people, I help, I lead, I do this and that. So I went to the area of dealing with the area of disappointment because my thought process pertaining to something that I know that I'm called to deal with and do because I wanted to view myself as just Superman or no problem, whatever the case may be, like not, not dealing with those things. Like it put me in a position where I dealt with disappointments as related to my it, my inner tugging, my call, my passion, and I had to process those things. Can you relate? <laughs> yeah, I can. I think, I think, so the big, I think one of the, some of the, one of the biggest disappointments for me was when my pastor died. I say, I think for me, one of my biggest disappointments, it first started when my uncle died. My uncle suddenly passed away son passed away now he's been very influential in my life like not just in music like in general like my family was like this might really be your dad not just your uncle because you're just like the guy you know what i mean um and he died like out the blue i found mm. out in the middle of, i found out in the middle of a gig and i was like oh man that's crazy six months later my grandfather died now my grandfather wow. my grandfather raised me and my brother up from the time we were like one years old to like 14 when we finally moved um and he's a big piece of who i am too and um i i didn't handle those situations well but eventually like i eventually i bounced back right eventually mm. I bounced back. but when my pastor died that 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 one took me over <laughs> wow one, that one took me over because, because, like number one, I'm, I'm trying to grieve or deal with it the same way everybody else is trying to grieve and deal with it. But this is different from my grandfather and my uncle because now, everybody's like, "Yo, Moses is dead. What are we doing, Joshua?" You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I didn't really feel like I got enough time at first to really like just really comprehend everything that's happening and everything that's going on because just people just we we need somebody to do something you know right. what are we gonna do the church is starting to get helter skelter people are looking mm -hmm. at me to fix all this stuff you know what i'm saying um members are acting wild leadership is acting wild um you know everybody's looking for me to do something my household's starting to get crazy everybody's mm. looking for me to do something you know what i'm saying uh there's stuff over here at the job i'm like i'm i'm like like it's 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 my boss's boss, my boss, and then me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And yeah. then all the other workers underneath pertaining to facilities. So now I'm getting responsibility in that area. Everybody needs me to do something. And right. I just I can't focus because it's like, yo, my, you know, my my hero, my pastor, everything, he's he died. He's yeah. gone. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was this huge, like thing <laughs> that just got on me you know what i mean and like you said it just it makes it hard to function because everybody needs everything nobody got nothing wow wow so look we talking about disappointed and i want to put this out there right we have to write this one this one down um it sounds like we're even talking about being disappointed by death you can preach that right there you can, yeah. you can preach that right there you, you might need to save, save that for your, your easter next year i don't know but <laughs> Disappointed by death. Well, think about the season and a time that we're in, right? Where we should be celebrating and rejoicing. The truth of the matter is, and there's no judgment. Many of us, I spoke with a family member the other day and they were like, you know what? I miss such and such. 
somebody who had passed and gone on like and it's just harder for me to kind of get through these things and then for you you had to assume leadership in the area of when you are going through grief and you're processing your own and dealing with other people's feelings and situations like ben we got to know like how did you get through it like share with us some things that you did to get through it I mean, first of all, it, it prayer, <laughs> prayer is a real thing and is very, very much needed. And it took a lot of praying, um, you know, and it took, it took, I, I had moments where I had to have a period of isolation. I don't always like isolation because okay. if I'm isolated from everybody, everything for too long, I begin to think I'm not dependent upon people, but I can be an overthinker at times. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and, and sometimes depending upon what I'm dealing with and what I'm going through, it's not good for me to not be around company. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, because my mind can go, but in this particular instance, I needed to be isolated so that I could hear from God because mm. I had everybody else talking to me. And I think a lot of times, you know, we do as what I just said, like, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm just going through this and that right now. I just really need to be around people. I need people to call me. I need people to do whatever, check on me. I need, I need. But, you know, there's some areas where you have to break away from everybody and everything because everybody else going to be talking in your ear and you can't hear clearly what God is trying to say. Wow. You know what I mean? So it took me, it took me to have to break away, break off um, from everything. Took off of work. Um, just went, just, 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 even if I just went to my mom's, even if I just went to my mom's house, I was by myself because my mom, she just, she leaves out throughout the day half of the time and stuff like that. So even if it's just me at home at my mom's house by myself, I'm away from everybody. I'm away from everything. I'm not picking up my phone. I'll obviously let my wife know, Hey, I'm okay. What's up? What's going on? Um, but it, it, when, when I say I really had to spend time with God, I really had to spend time with God. Mm. What, well, what do you, what do you mean by that? Like, help me out in there. Somebody's watching, and you say, "All right, pray." I heard you talking about the area of isolation. Like, they might be going through some things right there. And you're saying now you're saying like, spend time with God. Like, yeah. what does that what does that look like? So, uninterrupted intimacy, spending time with God, literally means that, like I said, I'm I'm there's no distractions. I'm not putting I'm not putting myself in a place to become distracted that will bring. So, perfect example, right? Something simple like something simple like praying with your TV on in the background. You know what I mean? At some point in time, that thing's going to capture your attention. You know okay. what I'm saying? Even reading your Bible. What happens? You read your Bible on your phone, right? Hmm. It's, it's, we're in technology. You know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, you get a notification. All right, well, I'm not going to answer this notification, or I'll just shut this off. But another notification comes, or somebody calls, or whatever the case. Like, you know, you have to... I had to separate myself from all of that. Like I said, I'm off. And you see how often I'm on social media. You know what I'm saying? But I had to get myself off of social media. Um, I, when I say not answering calls, I'm talking not answering calls, not answering texts, um, but really just reading my word. Um, and literally every day, like praying and talking to God, God, what direction am I supposed to go in right now? Because hmm. I feel lost. I need, I, I need an answer. I need something. I don't know mm. where to go right now. I don't know how to feel right now. I want wow. to do this. I know I'm not supposed wow. to do this, but I want to do this right now, God. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're going, you, you, you dropping some mics, some mic drops right there. Because right? so you're saying like uninterrupted time, right? That's what I'm kind of getting from you so far, right? Yeah. But you're also saying as a leader, right? As a pastor, as a creative, as an entrepreneur, no matter what, that there can be some times you're going through some situations and you're just like, I don't know what to do. Meaning you didn't feel like you had to have the answer. You just had a place of just like, yo, like, I'm at my place. Like, I just, I need, I need some insight and some wisdom, right? Yeah. So it's okay not to appear to be, did you feel like I had to appear to be okay when I wasn't okay? Like, wh what was that pressure like? I didn't. I, so here's the thing. I didn't feel like I had to be okay. I felt like in all actuality, a lot of cats didn't care if I was okay. Whoa. Because here's the thing when I here's the thing when I say this, and I know some people who will probably watch this or see this later be like, dang, bang, that was me. But it's the, <laughs> but it's the truth of the matter. You know, here's and here's a perfect example, right? Have you ever has somebody ever called you when you were in the middle of something, right? You're in the middle of doing something. It could be anything. Let's say, you know what, matter of fact, say this, right? You and Lanisha, y'all are y'all are out having dinner, whatever. For whatever reason, you know what I mean? So and so calls. And you go, hey, uh, they go, um, you go, hey, what's going on? They're like, yo, 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 did I catch you with a bad time? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having dinner with my wife and everything like that right now. Okay, okay, cool. Listen, bro, this is only going to be two seconds. You don't care what I just said. You, keep talking. You, yeah, keep going. Oh, this is only, only going to be two seconds. So you shouldn't have asked me did you catch me at a bad time. You was going to say that anyway. So with that being said, it will be the same thing. Ben, how are you holding up? How's the, How's everything? How's the church? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's coming along. No, how are you feeling pertaining to your pastor passing away and whatnot? Um, you know, man, that's good. Listen, I want to tell you something. Here's what needs to happen with it. Okay. Okay. You know what? That's an opportunity right there, right? So, <laughs> because look, that puts you and or anybody in awkward positions and situations, especially those of us who do a lot of pouring out, like we make our resources, our finances, our call, our purpose is connected to our voice and our leading, right? But many times I've shared this with Lanisha, I said probably 90% of my relationships appear to be one-sided, meaning I'm the one that's always checking, how you doing, how you this, whatever the case may be, whatever. But when it comes down and going through some situations, it's very rare that I have individuals that are just like, hey, like you're saying, how are you doing? Where are you going? When I went through some of the low, the lowest time, I had like a two-week time frame, bro, when it was just like, it was low, right? Mm -hmm. And I still preached, I still showed up, I still recorded podcasts, I still was doing those situations, those things. Yeah. And look, surrounded around people, having people around, but still feeling lonely. Still feeling like, right? So it's, we're not saying that, like, it's necessarily true. You said, I felt like nobody cared, right? Of right. course people care, but those feelings become real depending on what we're dealing with and, and doing so forth and so on. We still have to show up and do those things. But it's great to have somebody who we can reach out to and connect in those seasons and times. So yeah. going back, you said prayer. You had an area of isolation and a devoted time to God. What else got you through? I, I, and honestly, my family, you know, my my family was my family was a big one. You know what I'm mm. saying? Um, you know, my wife was was very so, and she was dealing with it as well. You know what I mean? It right. was it was it was a hurt piece. You know, it was a real hurt piece for her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because on top of that, we come we were finding out at a later time that he had plans to um. He had plans to uh, get her trained up and uh, get her licensed. You know, mm. what I mean? after 
after the fact, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, again, he was like another father to her as well. When she dealt with some very traumatizing, very bad situations, he was the first one there, you know what I mean? Um, for whatever it needed to be done, you know? And so this was a big hurt thing for, for, for her as well. But the thing that um, helped was that we grew we grew together through it. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. separately through it. Like I didn't heal by myself and she healed by herself. We healed or, or in the process of healing, whatever you call it or whatever, um, together. And okay. that played a major, that played a major role, you know? What would you say to somebody who's like going through that in this season now? Like maybe it's not their pastor, but it's just somebody. It Look, it could be somebody years ago, but just coming in this day and this time, it's just like, you know what? Um, dealing with the disappointment of loss right? Loved one, loss, it could, and we're not just going to limit it to a loved one, but how, what would you say to encourage or help, help a person through that season? Well, I mean, it's like you said, you said it, and it was, it was very well said, all things work together. You don't understand what I'm saying? And when you say, when I say all things work together, that means, you know, you may not understand necessarily why, mm-hmm. you understand why, but you have the understanding that it is, it's working and being mm-hmm. You know, don't don't try to get over it. Just continue to ask God to walk with you through it. Hmm. Walk with me through this guy, because I think a lot of times one of the disappointment, disappointment, disappointment comes in when we realize, like, you know, um, we're you know, I'm I'm still hurt by this. I'm still dealing with what I'm going on. I'm still dealing with X, Y, and Z. But it's through your hurt, it's through your pain, it's through everything that God can and is still doing something. Wow. You know, so don't separate yourself from God because you upset. Don't separate, you know, um, don't disconnect. Thank you, God. Don't disconnect intimacy um, because you hurt and because you upset. This is the perfect time more than ever that you need him to walk with you through this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You need this. This is this is an important time more than ever that you need to stay connected because it's through this that he's doing something. Mm. It's through this that he's working through something and you will get through because all things work together. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. That's good. That's good because, and I think it's crucially important to that. The scripture talks about there's a time and place for everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really try my best not to sit in the seat of judgment because you don't know what people have gone through. It might take Mm -hmm. somebody, man, it took, you know, I'm good now. Or they say that they're good and they're not really processing that particular situation. Right. And I've been saying recently, like, get what you need to succeed. So, again, if you felt like, look, I'm at a place like, yes, I dope. I need to pray more. Cool. I needed to fast. Cool. I need to see a licensed therapist. Cool. I needed some coaching. Cool. I I needed some family. Cool. I need medicate, whatever the case, like get what you need to succeed. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we can feel isolated and feel alone and not reach out. I remember when I was going through, Lanisha was like, what can I do for you? And at that point in time, she naturally couldn't do anything for me at that moment in time. Right. She wasn't trying trained in a particular level and area to, to get me what I needed. She could support and do those things. Don't, you know, she's amazing. She's awesome. Don't, don't get that twisted. But that point in time, I had to realize just like when I introduced you, that that was a determination. I had to be determined that I'm going to be healthy. Yeah. Right. And, and so I think we have to make that decision that 
for my call, for my purpose, for my family, for my it, for all those things. Like I need to make the decision. Like I am determined that I will not give up and that I'm going to thrive and I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to move forward in these particular situations and area. And even for you, right? If we go to a different level of subject, right? Bro, you look good, man. You oh, look good, bro. But talking about the area of health, right? You yeah. dropped a significant amount of weight, man. If, yeah. I mean, it's too late. I say, can I say it? But I already said it, right? <laughs> oh, you no, know, you're fine. Yeah, but bro, it was like 40 pounds. 40 pounds in a time span yeah. of how long? Uh, it, Like, for real, for real, like three months? Three months. And like three months. It was like 20 pounds a month or so. And what was, was that all about? So I, I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed with uh, type 2 diabetes. I was 230 pounds. And um, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And I found out, here's the reason why, I found out because I got a crazy, like, very bad side stitch. And it got so bad that I couldn't breathe. Like, I coughed. And when I coughed the wrong way, I must have pulled some side muscle, but, like, I could barely breathe. So we had to go mm. to the hospital. And they're trying to figure out what's going on, they're giving me shots, doing, uh, uh, checking my blood and all this stuff. And a lady comes back and goes, are you diabetic? And I was like, no. And she was like, well, your sugar is uh, at 277. And I said, okay. I don't know what that means. Doctors, stop telling people stuff they don't know. So I said, okay, sugar is 277. Oh, my gosh. Should I be afraid? She's like, well, no, that's just extremely high. So get yourself, you know, checked out with your doctor. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And um, so a couple of days later, go to the doctor. Doctor checks it. She goes, uh, you know, and she came in like, yo. She came in like I was having pancreatic cancer. I was scared. I was scared because she, she came, like she she came in chipper, took my uh took my sugar to check my uh, A1C, and it came back in with this sad look on her face. And I'm like, "What's up?" She's like, "Yeah, you know, you got type two diabetes." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I I was nervous. And but the thing about it was. It was at 7.6. Mm. But she was like, it was at 7.6. So she's like, you need to start, you know, just taking better care of yourself. You got to take, you got to take better care of yourself. So she wanted to mm. give me some pill. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I don't like swallowing pills. You know, it's just my own personal thing. Um, mm. But I put a lot of, um, I just, I changed up my entire diet. Like I'm talking my entire diet. Like for me, I wasn't vegan, but I was like borderline. I was like borderline vegan. I changed up the whole diet. I drank literally nothing but water and um, beet juice that my sister made. She made this beet juice, and it was it was incredible. If I need, no, nah, yo, this this juice was it. I everybody says that when I say beet juice, the first thing they go, eh, beet juice. No, this was it. If I wanted, well, we might need the recipe then. I'm bro. I'm trying to tell you. If I wanted something like sweet, because I had to cut out. I when I say I cut out a lot of sugars. I cut out a lot of sugars. I didn't drink lemonade. I didn't drink iced tea. Um, I was never really much of like a Kool-Aid person, but I just, I didn't drink any of that stuff, any juices or nothing like that. I only mm -hmm. drank, if I wanted some sugar, I only drank the beet juice um, and, uh, and, or I would do a pineapple cucumber. And, mm -hmm. but other than that, it would be nothing but water, changed up everything, ate a lot of leafy greens. I was exercising like three or four times out of the week. Like, and I'm talking like straight Rocky Balboa versus Apollo training. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like enough is enough, and um, determined, determined, right? <laughs> I came, I came back to the doctor, and you know she checked the sugar. She was like, "Listen, I'm happy. You know, your your sugar has to be at a five point six or lower." 
right, for you to not have diabetes. And she said, well, listen, I'm, I'm, gonna let you, I'm here to let you know your, uh, your sugar's back down to 5.6. I'm like, oh, that's phenomenal. And she was like, uh, yeah, so that means, you know, you're, you're managing your diabetes. I said, no, it means I don't have diabetes. I just reversed it. And she was like, no, you still have it. And I was like, no, you have it. I don't have diabetes no more. Mm. Okay, what she says. I don't have diabetes no more. But I got to keep the journey going. Do you ever see those training training montages? That's That was <laughs> literally, that was me. I was pushing. I was pushing because I just, I was trying to really just drop down. And I did. I'll be honest. After I dropped down, you know, I called my brother. We were hyped. First thing I started doing, started wilding out all over again. Eating steak, burgers, because I'm all hyped. I ain't got diabetes no more. Just just eating stuff. Just I don't even like ice cream, and I was eating ice cream just because I don't, I don't got it no more. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Next thing you know, I, I went from 185 back to 191. I said, "Oh no, chill, chill." Wow. So yeah, but I'm 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 getting back down. I'm 190 like right now. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get myself back down to 185. Uh, but like you said, it's about determination. I don't want to go back to that doctor and ever ever read something like that again. Wow. Uh, you make me think of, uh, well, congratulations first off on that journey, right? Because it's it's a number of things that keep, how should I say that? It's a number of things that motivate us, right? Sometimes fear is a thing that motivates, yeah. right? Some And I yeah. try not to, even though I know culturally, like, whatever, I don't go go super, I'll go there. Why not? I do feel like sometimes in the area of church, a lot of that is fear. It's a lot of it's fear based, right? It's like, mm-hmm. don't do this. You're going to go to hell. This, you're going to get punished. This and this cursed or whatever the case may be. But there's a mm-hmm. lot of area of blessing as well. So I just try to shift my motivation to be like, look, I want to try to do this to please you from a love aspect. Do right. this because this is right. This is healthy. This is honorable. This is just, this is just great from a, a positive area of, a, of that perspective. But that determination, right? that stuff has to kick in. And for some of us, it's, it is the fear-based side. Like, well, I could die. So I need to go ahead and do this, but what can I enjoy? Right. So the fullness of joy, like I'm sure you probably feel better when you are eating correctly and doing what you need to go ahead and do because your body tells you God created the body. It tells you, I like this, right? Even the stuff that we're right. addicted to sugars and stuff, my mind and my, my taste buds may say, this is dope. This tastes good. But my body after a while, We'll be like, oh, that wasn't a good move, right? Yeah, sure, from that right, particular exactly. level. Right. Yeah, then we sure. preaching, then we teaching, and we coaching, or you playing, and we trying to figure out you're gonna get through this word. You're gonna you're gonna be able to do those things. Like, so we do have to take care of, you know, the temple that we that we have. And I'm not extreme on those things, like, and I still got a lot to improve myself, but I do think we have to understand our area of our why, and it has to be strong enough that whatever disappointment or discouragement or dis-ease or disease, right? Dis-ease or disease, two different Mm. things, right? The disease could be the diabetes and those, but the dis-ease is the thing that could be robbing us from our peace. And sometimes it's not an area of just prayer that just like, okay, I need to pray about this. Maybe it's a line, it's a mindset and a life adjustment, right? Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, your mindset. So the mindset that tells me that, man, if I can do this at this level, once I get healthier, man, I can really play. I can really speak. I can really the longevity, the, 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 the level of what I'm called to my That's health real. may be connected to those things. So I'm going to pull back in case you get disturbed, but you push it on me because yeah. we have to be determined to, to knock it out the park for kingdom advancement and being the example, bro. I'm tired of just talking about stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. this is good. 
But yeah. if we're not living this stuff and walking this stuff, disappointment is real. Death is real. Discouragement, depression, all that stuff is real. But it doesn't have to define us. Yes. And here you are, and I'm here, and you've dealt with a, a situation. You've dealt with the loss of, of, of a father figure, uncles, pastors, leaders, and you're still doing your thing, bro. You're still, all these didn't come by being easy. And I won't go into all the details and story of your life, but I know that there's a lot more. We don't even have the time to get into of how you've had to be determined, you and your wife, and operating yeah. in the things that you had to, man. So thank you, yeah. man. Yeah, What's seriously. on your heart? No, I'm just, you're, you're talking well. I, I really like what you said pertaining to not just talking about it anymore, but actually like doing it, actually moving, actually having a, a plan of attack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A determined, like you said, a determination that I'm going, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to win. I'm not going to give up, you know? And sometimes, yeah, the fear of some things will drive, you know, and push you to do you know what I mean? What you ain't think you could do before. You know what I mean? You ever you ever seen favorite for, for favorite favorite superhero Batman? Okay. Best ever. Batman's <laughs> best ever. Nobody will ever. Uh, I, I can argue with anybody for days on, on Batman. Trust me. On okay. That. Um, the Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, he's stuck in a cave, and he's trying to make this this jump. He has a rope attached to him. And he's trying to make this jump, and he can't make the jump. Um. Because it seems like it's too far. And every time he falls, the rope just snatches him up so he don't die. And so mm. he's sitting over here like, yo, man, like, I'm trying to get out this cave, but I can't make this jump. And um, somebody was in a cell next to him, and he was like, yo, because you're not afraid to die. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, what are you talking about? He was like, yo, how can you run longer, jump farther, and, and do be impossible without the agent um of fear behind you to drive mm. it and he was like he was like um well i mean i fear dying while the city is in trouble he was like cool then make the jump again but do it this time without the rope oh sure enough, he did the jump made it music started playing and i was like go back that's what i'm talking about because it was so dope but all all that to say to your point like you said, there are sometimes there are some fear factors like mm -hmm. hearing about even just hearing about diabetes, even though I was in its lowest form. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You hear about all this stuff that can happen, all the complications and stuff that can come with it. And it's like, man, I should have been on this stuff in the first place. But regardless of whatever, I'm not going I'm not going to say here. No, I can't. Yeah. You know what I mean, I can't. Yeah. I can't continue to stay in this spot after hearing, you know, that this is where I'm at right now. Like you said, like even just making the change um yeah. it makes you number one your body does feel better your body your, your body feels great your mm -hmm. mind your mind gets a little bit more regulated than before when i was eating mcdonald's and all that other stuff and stuff you feel sluggish mm -hmm. you feel that you feel depressed i'm not saying i was falling into depression but you just it's it, it you know that those mcdonald's commercials where the kids are like yeah that's a lie that's <laughs> a lie i don't care what Anybody that's watching this, you just no possible way you're gonna tell me that you ate McDonald's and no, you did not. Yeah, every time you ate, you did not. You didn't. Every time you ate McDonald's, when it was all said and done, you was like, you may say like, oh, that was good, but nobody ever left McDonald's and was like, yeah, like because that stuff, like the chemicals, all this stuff, man, that stuff don't have you feeling right. That's real. You're that's gonna have them in the comments coming at me, man. Nah. 
Yeah. Anybody nah. in the comments right now, don't you dare say that you <laughs> ate McDonald's at some point in time and you was like, yo, you, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, man. Yo. So that's, all right. That's, that's real. So when I got rid of like eating all these fast food places and switching it up for real, you know, real food and everything like that, you feel, like I said, you feel better. And then also, when you begin to see progress, um, it, it it pushes you. It pushes mm. you more. As you begin to, and weightlifters, everybody will tell you that. You know, you see results, and after you see progress results... Progress pushes you. Yeah, it, it pushes you. But here's the thing, though. But this is the reason... Here's the thing with that. People who don't see progress quit. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As soon as it, that's why you talk to a lot of people who was working on losing weight or whatever the case. No, it wasn't working. No, it was working just fine. You just didn't see the progress in the time that you wanted to see it in. Because you didn't see wow. the progress in the time that you wanted to see it in, you gave up. Wow. You, you gave up. Just because it's not in your time does not mean that it's not happening. That's mm. not working. You dropping them now. You're going to wait to the end to start just dropping them and dropping them and dropping them. I ain't them. saying nothing, man. Man, I'm still on Jump Without the Rope. I'm just well, I'm just, just be honest with you. Like, I'm I'm, 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 I'm still way back there. Just letting Bro, you know. I, it's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite scenes when he did that i was like oh my gosh that don't it was the, he was talking well he was talking it was talking well you know and, and it made perfect it made perfect sense so yeah well man. let me let me jump here real quick and then i'm gonna have you get a a a, a final quote y'all because y'all don't want to y'all want to stick around okay stick around because we got to know where to find you on social media and all that stuff we're coming up with that but listen you made me think of something when you were talking about fear Ah, because I don't want to just make people think that fear is just a bad thing. When I think about this scripture, ah, okay, Holy Ghost. Look, when I think about this scripture, um, we talk about, I see, we talk about um, God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear, right. But not all fear is a bad thing. Okay. So it doesn't say that he didn't give us fear it is i mean you let me know pastor it, it I'm, I'm, he is I'm, not I'm, giving I'm, us i'm listening to what you, i'm listening to what you're saying he said he didn't give us a spirit of fear a spirit uh, of fear okay <laughs> yeah so there are some aspects of fear that hit in a healthy aspect that can protect us Mm. And hit from a dynamic in an area. Okay, this hit there. Okay, look, when I speak and get nervous or like the anxiety, and that's not the bad thing. It's what we do with what that thing becomes, right? So if right. it's a spirit of, and I'm not all deep in all, but it just hit my mindset to say, you know what? Let's let me even re re remove the judgment off of that. Some things has caused me to get more in alignment with God and with my inner talking in my area. And then some things, if it caused me to be depression and and all that stuff, that's not the things that God has led me but if it calls me into an area of reverence and respect and higher level yes. thinking and processing like that's the stuff that we need to go with so yes. even sitting with that perspective like not all fear is an area of, of bad things that can protect us and develop us to even move forward so thank you for yes. uh saying what you said because that was good that's really thank your, you. body, your body definitely responds your definitely your body definitely responds to how your mind thinks and hmm. when you like you said sometimes when fear comes it'll do things like oh, nah you know what I'm not going to go over there. I probably shouldn't go over here. I probably shouldn't mm -hmm. do this. Nah, mm -hmm. I'm not going to do this. You know, like you said, because, or like you said, if it, if it can align you up, yeah, that's great. That's good talking. Look, man, I, I'm not going to keep you. 
I appreciate you, but I do need I to know good. how we can follow you on social media, man. Let us know where we can follow you. I got a, <laughs> you know, I got like 25 different pages. And I don't even like, well, what's the all. active ones? Give us the active ones. I know. I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, there's my regular page, uh, B flat Bullock. That's okay. B F L A T Bullock for those in the comment section. And then if you're trying to follow the health journey with me, I got the B flat health center. Okay. Um, that that's just yeah, B Flat Health Center. That's on both of these are on Facebook. Social cool. media, um, social media. You can find me under uh, B Flat Producer. Um, there on my social, on my Instagram. That's on Instagram. Um, that you'll probably see more musical content. You know, playing the piano, making beats, or you might see me doing something like, "Hey, uh, listen to this. This has a pitch to it." You know, <laughs> you'll see me doing like wild music stuff. Um, so that's where you can find me more on those. What about the church? Oh, the Invictus Minute. Well, we we need to do an upgrade to our page. But <laughs> no, nah, that's just real. We need to do an upgrade to our page. But I know somebody for you. Oh, then at least we need to talk. We need to talk. But you can find us under Invictus Ministries Inc. Okay. Cool. The logo will be Invictus Ministries, and it got a cross in the middle. Cool. All right, bro. Leave us. Leave us with something. <clears throat> that's a quick pressure. word that we can take with us throughout this week, all right? We covered a number of things, right? We dealt with fear. We've dealt with uh, determination, right? We've dealt with being dealing with some disappointment. We've talked about some of those situations and things, right? What is one thing that we can have to carry us throughout this week to process with? You got it. Never let anyone sign your checks. What? <laughs> No, no, no. I'm just joking with I'm just joking with you. I'm just joking with you. I gave him the layup. You know what I mean? Just there you go. I, and, I, now, I'm I, waiting. Is something in that? No. It just don't let nobody sign your checks. You got to be careful. That's how people steal. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> I preached. I preached on Sunday about David and Goliath. Uh, the Bible says, the Bible says that, um, the Bible says when the, when time came for the battlefield, uh, when time comes and David comes on the battlefield, him and Goliath exchange words. Um, after they exchange words, the Bible says that David runs hastily, hmm. he runs hastily over and throws and, and, you know, throws the rock and whatnot. Uh, the reason why he runs closer towards the enemy is because he realizes he's more effective if he's closer than he is if he was farther behind. Mm -hmm. So you have to realize whatever you deal with, whatever you go through, you are not effective if you stay in this place. Mm -hmm. You are not effective if you stay in this place. You will be effective when you move forward. But it starts with the determination, as uh, Pastor has said, it starts with the determination to move forward. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's good. That's good. Look, let's move forward, y'all. Let's elevate it. Let's move forward. Ben, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for all that you are doing. Um, we are super excited about things that you're doing. Um, the worship night was amazing. Can keep us in the loop for things that you're doing. You can go to Worship Fest on Facebook. Sorry about that. That's it. Check out Worship Fest on Facebook. We got more concerts and stuff like that coming. 
So please go to the um, go to the page, check the page out, subscribe. It'll keep you up to date with uh, our next concerts, where we'll be headed at, and what we've got going on. So, love it, love it, cool. All right, All right. appreciate you, love you, man, and we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>